I'm Kevin Gale, voice of the Crusaders, and this is Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics, presented by UMass Memorial Health. On this episode, we preview the 2023 Holy Cross football season with the only four-time defending Patriot League football champs in league history. Holy Cross is ranked number four nationwide in FCS, heading into the home opener against regional rival Merrimack on September 2nd. Kickoff is set for 2 p.m. at Fit and Field. Let's not waste any time. We begin with the head coach of Holy Cross football. He's a three-time Patriot League Coach of the Year, and his team is coming off a 12-win season, most for a Holy Cross team in history. Coach Bob Chesney, always a pleasure talking to you. Welcome back to Sater Stories. Yeah, thank you, Kev. Thanks for having me. I know you got a chance to, uh, or going to have a chance to connect with some of our guys as well. So uh, it's good to give you a little recap of of how things are going and how camp has been and coming coming to the end here and, and really excited to get a chance to compete. Yeah, excitement really is the key word. I came out to visit a couple weeks back on Team Photo Day. The positivity was so high for your players and coaches. What impressed you most about this team over the summer? You know, honestly, there's 30 some young guys that joined this team. A third of this team is fr our freshmen. Uh, and I just thought that their ability to handle things in a professional manner certainly helps propel us a little bit further than if it was just 30 freshmen showing up here on the first day of camp that are not ready to go yet. Uh, I think their football IQ is high. I think their football ability is high. And I just, you know, there's a good push happening here. And there's a couple of guys starting to separate themselves. And, and it's really nice to watch that competition um, just continue to breed more competition and just watch guys continue to improve and know they have to improve each and every day. That's probably through the summer and into camp what, what stands out to me. Developing talent at this level is key. And now in the portal era, keeping talent here on campus has to be one of your greatest tools in building a Patriot League contender. You have 10 fifth-year seniors on the roster this season. We'll be joined by two of them later, linebacker Jacob Dobbs and punter Patrick Hogney. How does that super senior experience benefit your team the most? Well, I think that you have chemistry, right? And you have the this uh, you know this knowledge of one uh, each another or one another's game. Uh, and I think that stands out quite a bit to me. You know, the idea that when you get in those close games that you believe in each other, you 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 can communicate well, you trust each other and and you perform at a high level when there's a lot of pressure and, and the game may be on the line. I think, you know, teams that are new to one another, that's hard to execute. I think teams that have, you know, spent time and been in pressure situations before certainly um, can re re recall those moments and, and use that to their advantage. And I think Again, the ability to play together for five years, that that says a lot. And that's where, you know, we find ourselves with with uh, Jake and some of his teammates as well. And it's not just experience you've got returning. You've got supreme talent at skill positions. Receiver Jalen Coker is an FCS preseason All-American. He'll join us later in the pod. QB Matt Sluka is back again as a preseason All-American. What can we expect from Sluka at the helm of this offense in year four? Just continued improvement. You know, I think uh, last year he had a phenomenal year. I think last year when you watch his ability to throw the football, protect the football, and then obviously we all know what he can do when that when he pulls the ball down. Actually, we don't know what he can do when he pulls the ball down. It's fun, but it's fun to spectate when he does because he does some things that I'm sure he doesn't even know are capable out there. And I think that's just the fierce competitor in him coming out. You'll never 
you'll never worry about his competitor level. You'll never worry about his preparation. You'll never worry about any of those things. And I just think that's to me, you know, what you'll continue to see his connection now and his chemistry with these receivers continues to grow. And I think it's certainly at a peak right now. And, and I'm excited to see how much more they can continue to push that, you know, in the positive direction. Defense is the backbone of your program always has been. You were tops on Patriot League defense again last season. What are some specific goals on that side of the ball heading into this new season? I think ultimately getting the right people in the right places to do the things they're good at, right? That's really what it is. We have to, you know, we we have the right people. Now we just got to create the conditions for them to get the job done, right? So put them in situations and put them in areas where we know they have, they will have success and then work through a couple different packages here and there if we have to do that. And then at the same point, being a, in a mindset where we're going to rely on a young guy or two here and there. And I think getting them up to speed, building their confidence and making sure they're prepared for the moment that light shines on them uh, is what, what this whole thing has got to be about right now. You're entering your sixth year at Holy Cross. You're the only D1 football coach with a chance to win a fifth straight conference title this season. Looking back to the day you first accepted this job and became a crusader, how has the reality compared to your expectations from the beginning? I think it aligns with the expectations. You know, when I came here and, and Nate Pine was our athletic director, you know, his goals were very, very high. And he said, we have the support, we have the facilities. This is not a program that we want to kind of remain where it is. We want to take this next step. And he had a tough decision to make and and he made it and then, you know, brought me over here. And I think, you know, when we came over here as, as a staff, you know, very quickly, we realized we're not, you know, we're, we weren't great yet. We were pretty average. And, and, you first got to have to begin to compete, right? And you first got to begin to progress, you know, before you could actually, you got to compete in practice, progress, and then get to that field and have a chance to compete a little bit before you can even think about winning. So we knew we were average and we have a chance to get to good. And I think that first year, you know, we finished second, but then the next year we, we you know, won the conference and we found ourselves in good. And then we wanted to move from good to that not being enough and just continue to progress it. I, it's funny, I, so one of the alums sent me that my press conference and, you know, said, just watch this again, if you have a minute. And, you know, the things that we spoke about in that press conference were kind of exactly what happened. And I think to me, you know, that through COVID, through all the other things that were going on, you know, these young men believed, you know, I think the community believed, everybody believed and knew it was going to take a lot of work to accomplish it. Uh, and we were able to get where we are here today. But it's clearly not enough, right? Is it ever enough is the question. I don't think it is. So for us, we we have to just continue to progress and get better and better and better. But I do like and think that when I got here, I felt like this is something that could be accomplished at this school, even though everybody said it can't. You know, I had experience at two other places where people said you couldn't do it as well. And I like my answer there. We'll just see about that. And here we are today, you know, just seeing about that. Yeah, you saw about that all the way to the FCS National Quarterfinals last year. Deepest postseason run in program history. You were undefeated all the way up until that point. But here's what I love, Coach. You just loaded up the schedule again this year saying, hey, if we're going to get to that next level, we've got to prove it. And you've got three regional FCS rivals on the calendar, Harvard, Yale, Merrimack. What do these games against New England teams really mean for you as a program in terms of regional prowess? Well, I, I think that, you know, again, we, we 
we want to be on the national stage, right? And I think if you're, you want to be on that national stage, you have to be able to, again, have that, that um, success within your region. So being able to take, you know, two of the best, you know, in the Ivy League, really, they are the two best in Harvard and Yale, and have them on our schedule for the next 10 years or whatever it might be. I think that just speaks of the competition level we want to be playing at, right? And I think, as we all know, Merrimack, I don't know if they won their league or came really close to winning their league last year. But you know, we were uh, we were an interception in the end zone away from being in a one score game, you know, in the third quarter against them. And that game opened up a little bit. But in the end, that was a close game. And I think, you know, you go back two years ago and they physically push us around, you know, fit and field. So we have to schedule those tough opponents. We have to be able to, you know, put it all on the line each and every single week. But I think our preparation, you know, our commitment and our competition on a day to day basis gives us a chance in any of those games. I know your key goals are Patriot League title and take it as deep in the FCS postseason as you can, but you've also got two really intriguing FBS road games this year, Army on Veterans Day, so you know emotions will be high, and BC the second Saturday of the season, September 9th. How would you say your team is set up to succeed in those games now more than ever before? I just think our depth is a little bit different. You know, when we first played BC, you know, a few years ago, uh, you know, we had a, we had a starting 11 and, and, you know, that was kind of it. Right. So when a guy would go down here or there and, and many went down in that game, uh, we just didn't have the depth yet to withstand, you know, that type of pressure that was applied. I think now it's a little bit different, right? I think now we have, you know, some good depth in a lot of the positions, and I think that has prepared us a little differently. Our bodies look different. Our mindset is different. Our chemistry is different. There's just a lot different about this team than, you know, when we ended up, you know, playing against those guys a few years ago. And even the, the following year when we played Navy, same, same, and or at least similar scenario. But I think we're just a little bit more, a little more depth, a little more chemistry, a little bit better culture, all those things that that matter and allow you to win football games are things that are just, a, you know, a lot better right now than maybe what they were before. Earlier this year, you signed a restructured contract with Holy Cross through the 2027 season. When you look to the future here in Worcester for Holy Cross football, what do you see? I see us continuing on this journey, right? I think, you know, we all want to complete this journey. I think we want to just continue to build a program and a tradition that honestly will last forever. And I don't see why that can't be done. Again, we have facilities, we have support from alums, we have an unbelievable uh, brand here on the national level. And then you you add in what everybody comes here for to begin with. And that's the education and the life after football opportunities that this place affords you because of the connections and the commitment and the care for fellow crusaders. And I just, you know, I, I think this is built to last. This is a place that has a vision. This is, has, we have a you know, a new athletic director, a new president, and and they all want to continue to progress. There's not anybody in this building or on this campus that says, okay, we're good. Let's stop right there. And everybody, you know, kind of put it on cruise control for a bit. That is not happening here. So I think for me, you know, I see this future being very, very bright and I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. Even with all the success, you still love being a student of the game. I, I know you stopped by Patriots preseason camp in Foxborough to get a look at how Bill Belichick and his staff run their drills. What did you take away from that day on the NFL practice field? Well, we've been there a, a bunch of times. You know, this is we you know this isn't the first time we went over there, but I think anywhere you go 
for me, I try to observe and, and watch it and on a programmatic level. It's not necessarily just this one drill or that drill, but the flow of the practice, the language in the meetings, the style and the way that they meet. As much as you can learn from people that have had success, I think, you know, it would be foolish not to if you have an opportunity to go and spend a minute with them and not do it. So for us, ultimately, um, there's a lot that we take away from it. There's not any one specific thing. There's an overall arching theme here of, you know, a, a team that had a ton of success and continues to to win and, and is full of guys that, you know, our guys hope someday to become. So the language, the way they speak to them, a lot of the things that come with it are things that I just pay close attention to. Not any one specific thing, but many things you take away each and every every visit. Now, for all the Crusader fans listening, single game tickets are on sale for all five home games in Worcester. That includes another visit to Polar Park September 30th against Harvard. Coach, how valuable is a big home crowd in purple for your team? Very valuable. I mean, when you think about it, I, the the town's really changed in, in a very different way. When you look just from the landscape to the, the cityscape to the, you know, the different buildings that are here to the different people that have moved in here to, you know, the, the Woo Sox being here, it just keeps getting better and better. And I love this sort of um, rebirth of this football program right now for a lot of people. I, everywhere I go, people, you know, are talking about this football program and are proud of this football program. And that kind of takes us back to the days when Gordy Lockbaum and, and and these guys going 11 and 0 every year and, and being the number one team in the country. Those, those are things that we hoped to get to. And now that we're here, there's nothing better than the show to see that support and that love from this, uh, from this community to our team. But to get that, we have to make sure that we are involved in this community as well. Well, it's clear you and your family have been connected to this Worcester community for a long time now. It's, it's so great to have you part of the Holy Cross family and there's a lot to love about this 2023 team coming back on the field. Uh, next up, Coach, we'll have Jacob Dobbs here on the pod. Uh, any questions you'd like me to ask? You're all American? No, I we get a lot of questions answered each and every day. I, I probably spend more time uh, with Jacob Dobbs than anybody else on this team, although, you know, we all do a good job of being, you know, spending a lot of time together. But that is a phenomenal, phenomenal young man, as as you are aware. And, and uh, I just am so excited you know, to, for him to be able to get back out on that football field. That's a, that's a hard, not hard. It was a, a challenging year for him, uh, but what a, what a great way that he handled himself and handled business when he couldn't be out there on the field. He added value, even though he couldn't play each and every day. And just that is a mentally tough, physically tough, just great young man. And they don't make him like that, you know, very often, nope. but I think the way he rubs off on his teammates. And I think that the different guys that uh, learned a lot from Jacob and, and, you know, we have a lot more like him on our team, not exactly, but a lot more like him on our team than maybe we had in the past. So that's just, you know, just speaks volumes of his leadership and his willingness to share and, and continue to learn and uh, thankful to have that guy back. Can't wait to see his intensity unleashed on fit and field September 2nd against Merrimack and Lastly, coach, uh, going into a first game, do you still get some some butterflies, some excitement? You know, we're starting to break down, not starting, but we're putting the, fine, the, the finishing touches on our scouting report here and then our game plan for Merrimack. And the minute you put an opponent's film, you know, on that screen, it does bring some emotion and it brings some excitement and some anticipation. And uh, but that's why we do it, right? It's for those, those 11, 12, whatever, however many, you know, Saturdays we can get in the fall, 
all of that work, you know, comes to light at that moment. And I'm really excited about it. Thanks always, Coach. It's so great to talk to you. Can't wait to see how that hard work pays off this fall. Thanks so much, Kev. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you covering our guys and just a great, great group. And, um, you know, looking forward to seeing everybody out there in the Merrimack game. It's going to be a really fun fall at Fit and Field. Saturday, September 2nd versus Merrimack. Kickoff is 2 p.m. in Worcester. You can get your tickets at GoHolyCross.com slash tickets. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll be joined by one of the best linebackers in the country, Jacob Dobbs. That's next on Seder Stories. At Fuel America, we've created a place for people to gather, to share their stories. We are a destination, and we are a starting point. Because Fuel America is not just our name, it's our mission. We are UMass Memorial Health, and innovation is something that defines us, that drives us to discover new ways to provide answers and hope, to provide opportunity and access and equity for everyone, to redefine what medicine can do and how it can heal relentlessly. Wegmans Meals to Go makes eating well extra easy. Power up with one of our poke bowls or poke salads. They're made with all your favorite sushi ingredients and served over your choice of greens or grains. Pick from shrimp, king salmon, ahi tuna, and more. And poke is just the beginning. Our fresh-made salads, hand-rolled sushi, and other favorites can be delivered right to your door with a simple tap or click. Order on the app or visit Mealstogo.com. Select stores only. Minimum $20 order for delivery. Check availability in your area. The right way to top a sub is with real red wine vinegar made from red grapes and no food coloring. And the right way to film it is in slow motion. Obviously. Because authentic ingredients make a sub above. Whether you are looking at hosting a birthday party, corporate or youth team outing, church group, or just a night out with some friends, Holy Cross Athletics has just the experience to make your event unforgettable. Holy Cross Athletics offers a number of interactive group experiences where your groups can even have the option of adding food and drinks to your experience. For more information, please call 1-844-GO-CROSS or email us at tickets at holycross.edu. 2023 Holy Cross football single game tickets are now on sale. Secure your seat at Fit and Field with the four-time defending Patriot League champs. The season begins Saturday, September 2nd versus Merrimack. Kickoff is 2 p.m. in Worcester. Buy your tickets at GoHolyCross.com slash tickets or call 1-844-GO-CROSS. Welcome back to Seder Stories presented by UMass Memorial Health. I'm Kevin Gale, voice of the Crusaders, looking ahead to the 2023 Holy Cross football season. I'm joined now by the best defensive player in the Patriot League. I'm going out on that limb. He's been the heart and soul of this Crusader defense at linebacker. He played just four games last year due to elbow surgery, but he'll be back on the field as a captain and fifth-year senior this fall. Jacob Dobbs, it's great to see you again, my friend. How excited are you to suit it up on September 2nd? I think I used this uh, term already, but I don't think there's a word in the English language that describes uh, how excited I am to be out there with those guys and, you know, play this year. So definitely, you know, juiced up uh, for this opportunity to attack this season. 
when you were standing on the sidelines injured for nine games last season, did you start to value football in a different way, knowing that, hey, these opportunities to play really are precious? Yeah, it, that is – I couldn't have said that any better. I mean, it is it is a precious game. And any time you get to step on that field, it's a blessing. I mean, even just – I have a great appreciation for practice. Like, practice is, you know, the best two, three hours of my day when I get to be out on that field and play football with those guys. And definitely, you know, games are even more precious. You put so much time and effort in to, you know, to play a single football game each week. And I don't think there's a sport in the world where you practice and prepare more than the game of football. So, I mean, it's just a blessing to be out there, you know, every single opportunity you get. And I'm definitely, you know, extremely excited to uh, get a lot of those opportunities this year. Head coach Bob Chesney and your defensive coordinator, Scott James, have both talked extensively about how valuable your sideline presence was last season. How did that experience teach you more about coaching, maybe leading a team when you're not right in the middle of the action? Yeah, it was definitely a lot different. And I think, uh, one of the biggest things I learned is just, you know, how amazing our coaches are, the stuff they go through just on a game day in terms of, you know, in-game adjustments and really trying to schematically put 11 guys on the field in the best positions. You know, it's an extremely hard task that goes unnoticed a lot of the time because the guys in the field are making plays. But, you know, our coaches put us in, you know, great positions constantly. And I think uh, I definitely don't know how I'm ever going to get rid of football in my life. I definitely probably am going to want to go into coaching after having that experience. So I basically got a season to basically be a coach with them and see what they do. And it was just, you know, it was a very humbling and great experience for myself. Uh, I definitely learned a lot. I got to learn a lot from Coach Faganic and really see the, you know, other side of it versus just, you know, coaching, you know, on field or in meeting rooms and see that preparation that takes place. And I got a lot of behind the scenes look and definitely have a greater appreciation for what they do. And, you know, just how much time and effort that goes into scheme in preparing for an opponent and just developing players. So that was definitely a great experience for myself. You're not the only one who potentially sees coaching in your future. I've heard a couple of your coaches say that as well, but your co-leader in the linebacking core for the past two seasons, Liam Anderson graduated on, to the NFL. I saw you and your team watching one of his preseason games on the big screen inside your practice facility. What's Liam's experience been like in Indianapolis with the Colts so far? And are you kind of potentially looking at a path into the pro ranks yourself? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to play football as long as I can. They're either going to tell me I'm not good enough or I've used up all my eligibility uh, for the NCA. So that's definitely where my mind's at right now. But, you know, seeing Liam and the success he's had so far in the NFL. I mean, to go out there in his first preseason game and make six tackles, I mean, that is, you know, an extremely, extremely great accomplishment for him. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be great friends with him off the field and just have a, you know, really good relationship with him and just kind of learning what he's going through with camp and, you know, how hard it is because you're basically fighting for a job every single day. Like there's, you could wake up the next day and be unemployed. And that's, there's not a job in the world where it is that precious and that valuable and that hard on a daily basis. And at the end of the day, though, he talks about it, it's just football. You just go out there, play, you know, run to the ball as fast as you can, control all you can control. And having him, you know, go through that experience is extremely helpful to someone like myself who wants to go down that path. And he's been a great mentor uh, to me, you know, the last four years, just being older than me you know, being the program, having done it like a year prior to me and just, you know, really helping me out in so many ways other than just football. So definitely extremely grateful for my relationship with him. 
I love hearing how the mentorship is passed down in your program. Liam Anderson to you. And just recently, your quarterback, Matt Sluka, called you a mentor of his. Now, that's quite a compliment from a guy who's playing on the opposite side of the ball. How have you two formed a partnership over the years that now leads you to be co-captains together for this 2023 team? Yeah, I mean, I would go out and say Matt Sluka is the best football player in the country, and I would argue that to the death, and I would die on that hill. But, I mean, he is a phenomenal, phenomenal competitor and football player. I don't think people understand how bad he wants to win. And I saw that instantly in him. And just being able to kind of, like, help him through that freshman year. And, you know, really after that, he didn't need much. But now just kind of helping him, you know, learn what it means to be a captain. And anything really he needs, I'm always here for. And, you know, the opportunity to compete against him every single day, I think I've gotten more out of the relationship than maybe even he has. Because I'm like, listen, if we're doing an open field tackle drill, I want to go against you. If we're running sprints, I want to go against you. I view you as the best on that side of the ball. So listen, let me get better. Iron sharpens iron. I hope I do the same for him. I think I do. But, you know, just having him, you know, on that side of the ball be so good and so competitive, it's it's easy to go play defense when that's your quarterback. Like, you know that they're going out there, they want to score on every single drive, and he's putting his life on the line. Like, some of the hits he takes and he bounces up and he flexes his muscles and he points for a first down. I'm like, if that's our quarterback, I'll go run through anybody's face on the defensive side of the ball to get the ball in that man's hands as quick as possible for the next drive. But, you know, he's an unbelievable competitor, unbelievable football player, and I really don't even have enough adjectives to describe how great Matt Sluka is. And over the course of preseason camp, you're facing those number ones on offense every single day. How do guys like Sluka and Coker and all those offensive weapons make you better on the defensive side? Yeah, I mean, it is mentally and physically exhausting because the second you think you have Sluka in the pocket, he's scrambled. Next thing you know, you're running down, you're chasing him on a you know, 100-yard field, and it's 50 yards wide, and a lot of space for him to work and do his magic, which we've seen the last – you know, four years, just how, you know, good that magic is. And then you talk about having Coker and the other receivers on the outside, the stress it puts on our secondary. And then, you know, we have one of the best offensive lines in the country. Like, even if the whole stadium knows we're running the ball, we're still going to run the ball because of how good they are. So when you have just eliteness at every single level of the offense, on a defense that, you know, we're replacing a few guys, it is allowing us to really, you know, we're playing a game every single day. We're going against the best. It's not like you have a mediocre offense and you're like, I don't know if, you know, our defensive guys are going to be ready. I mean, you can't be more ready than what you're playing in practice. Like, I mean, having those guys in the elite level of football they play and how fast they play and the unique, you know, formations and plays that they run that stress a defense, you couldn't ask for more as a defensive guy going through camp because you feel prepared entering the season. You've seen a lot schematically. You've seen it pretty much all from a you know player standpoint in terms of how good they are. And the preparation, you know, is definitely a big thing that I think you know helps a defense out because you're playing a real offense on a daily basis. I was out at your preseason camp a couple weeks back, and uh, you were celebrating head coach Bob Chesney's birthday with some cupcakes. But safe to say, the best birthday gift he may have ever gotten as Holy Cross's head coach was a commitment from you walk us back through that text message exchange when you told coach Chesney that you were going to be a crusader yeah I remember it was uh when in high school used to practice like in the uh in the evening 
uh, like the late, like afternoon, early evening. And I just remember, you know, me and my family prayed about it. And, you know, we came to the decision that, you know, I, this is where I needed to be. This is where, you know, I was going to be able to maximize myself as a student and an athlete. And I remember FaceTiming him around like, you know, 1130 when like, there's kind of that like dead time during camp, because like you're in between like the morning, you know, obligations and then afternoon practice. And I just remember, you know, texting Coach Organic first, like, hey, like, just so you know, like, I'm locked in, I'm coming to Holy Cross, and I FaceTimed Coach Chaz. And I just remember, you know, seeing this big smile on his face. And he's like, you know, it's my birthday, right? Like, this is just this is, this is a great birthday gift. Like, you know, we've been, you know, hoping that you would do it a little bit sooner. But, you know, I guess the timing of it's pretty good since it's on my birthday. And uh, definitely looking back on it, I mean, if I knew what I knew now, I would have committed the second they offered me a scholarship back in uh you know, May, but, uh, it was, it was a great experience and definitely the best decision in my life. And a great decision for Holy Cross as a whole. Here we are with a chance for five straight Patriot league titles, five in a row. I mean, expectations could not be higher for this team. How does that affect the way you and your teammates talk about success now? Yeah, I mean, I think success is the same thing that, you know, we defined uh, or Coach Chesney defined when we came in here as freshmen. You know, your best is good enough and, you know, you practice and play as hard as possible. So uh, sometimes success is not dictated, you know, by, you know, a play that happens on a field or, you know, the end goal, but really just what you do on a daily basis. So if you go out there every single day, you know, there's nothing left in the tank and you truly gave it everything you had, you know, that's success in our eyes, the continued growth every single day of this program during practice, weightlifting, you know, everything you do in the community, in the classroom, success is, you know, a big umbrella. And obviously success is winning those championships. Success is making deep playoff runs and possibly playing for, you know, the ultimate title at the end of it. But, you know, we've always stayed true to who we are, which is we're going to be our best every single day. We're going to win that day because that's the most important day of our lives. It's in our team prayer that we pray every single day. Today's the beginning of a new day. Begin the state to do what we will. We're going to do that every single day, no matter if it's a, an off day. You better be the best student you can be. You better be the best guy in the community you can be. If it's a Tuesday practice, it better be the best Tuesday practice, best practice of your life. And then you just do that on a daily basis, and that's you know success in this program. Jake, thank you so much as always. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and, and hear you talk through the game of football. Congratulations on the long path back and all the hard work you put into it. We can't wait to see you suit up again very soon. Thanks, Kevin. It's always a pleasure. That's Jacob Dobbs. Let's take one last break. When we return, we'll talk with receiver Jalen Coker and punter Patrick Hogney right here on Sater Stories. We are UMass Memorial Health, and innovation is something that defines us that drives us to discover new ways to provide answers and hope, to provide opportunity and access and equity for everyone, to redefine what medicine can do and how it can heal relentlessly. Wegmans Meals To Go makes eating well extra easy. Power up with one of our poke bowls or poke salads. They're made with all your favorite sushi ingredients and served over your choice of greens or grains. Pick from shrimp, king salmon, ahi tuna, and more. And poke is just the beginning. Our fresh-made salads, hand-rolled sushi, and other favorites can be delivered right to your door with a simple tap or click. Order on the app or visit mealstogo.com. 
Select stores only. Minimum $20 order for delivery. Check availability in your area. The right way to top a sub is with real red wine vinegar made from red grapes and no food coloring. And the right way to film it is in slow motion. Obviously. Because authentic ingredients make a sub above. We are UMass Memorial Health, and innovation is something that defines us, that drives us to discover new ways to provide answers and hope, to provide opportunity and access and equity for everyone, to redefine what medicine can do and how it can heal relentlessly. Getting that perfect slice is satisfying, fulfilling, and rewarding too. But we don't do it for fun. We do it for fresh. Slice to order makes a sub above. 2023 Holy Cross basketball season tickets are now on sale. Secure your seat all season long at the Heart Center to see Maureen McGarity's Crusaders defend their Patriot League women's basketball title while Dave Paulson launches a brand new era of Holy Cross men's basketball. Get your season tickets at GoHolyCross.com slash tickets or call 1-844-GO-CROSS. I'm Kevin Gale, voice of the Crusaders, welcoming you back to Seder Stories, presented by UMass Memorial Health. In our last segment, we caught up with Jacob Dobbs on defense. So now, let's check in on the Holy Cross offense and special teams. We're joined by preseason FCS All-American wideout Jalen Coker and preseason FCS Punter of the Year watch list honoree Patrick Hogney. Jalen, let's start with you. I can't believe this is going to be your senior season. Seems like only yesterday you were just a freshman playing in the 2020 Patriot League Championship game. How are you planning to make the most of your senior year? I think just having fun. You know, like you said, it's been a really long journey. Uh, and, you know, it's coming to a close very soon. So, you know, I think my big thing is just have fun, you know, enjoy the time I have with everyone and just uh, do my best to, you know, make an impact this year. Safe to say you had a little fun last year, right? You were all over the highlight reel. Hail Mary game-winning catch at Buffalo. Ten grabs at Harvard Stadium. Oh, by the way, you threw a touchdown against Yale. What was your favorite moment? What's my favorite moment? I mean, I, I don't really think I can pick one. I think just, honestly, you know what? I think throwing the touchdown probably was my favorite <laughs> moment, especially because back um, we didn't, we weren't able to complete it a couple years back. So I think finally getting that one to go and then getting a touchdown to my guy, Tyler Purdy. I mean, that was, just, that was a special one for sure. Patrick, you're, you're throwing the thumbs down on that call. <laughs> you do have some experience throwing. If I remember correctly, you threw a fake punt to Jacob Dobbs of all people at Monmouth a couple years ago. Uh, what's the key to a great trick play on special teams? I'd probably say first, the beginning is the execution and practice. I mean, when it comes to a fake punt or something that we're going to run, it takes a lot of practice, a lot of repetition throughout the week to make sure that it works pretty well. And then I'd, I'd say probably just kind of game situation down and distance, um, uh, yeah, just kind of where we are, just kind of reading what the, what the you know what the punt rush has given us. But I'd say it's it's a lot more goes into that process than one might think of just saying you know let's go run it. But and I will say my my QBR rating is uh is a hundred percent. So, 
great to pad the stats there. I know you're in such an interesting position. You've said before, I hate punting. And you mean it as a compliment to this, this great offense, in, including what Jalen and Sluka and all these guys do. What does it take to, to stay locked in on the sidelines, especially in some of these games twice last year when you didn't punt at all? That's a great question. I'd say kind of just, just trying to stay invested and just trying to stay loose. Like obviously my position's a love hate position for, you know, some people maybe, but uh, I just try to focus on doing my part when my, you know, when my name's called, just wanting to get out there. Um, obviously I'm rooting for the offense. Obviously always waiting, rooting for them to put some points up. Cause that's how, you know, evidently we win and it's pretty easy between Coker and Suka and all that, all the weapons that we have out there. But I mean, it's just, you know, just trying to stay ready and just trying to stay in the moment. Just whenever my name's called, it's just to make sure that I can play my part for the team's greatest success. Jalen, when I was talking with your teammates on offense recently, they were telling me just how deep this wide receiver unit can be this season. You've already got two of the top three wideouts back between you and Justin Shorter. How can this Crusader offense level up even higher this season? Uh, I think just getting us all on the field, spreading the ball around, getting us in the position to make big plays and, you know, just to catch the ball and get some extra yards after the catch. I mean, I think everyone on our roster – Quinn Gregory, I mean, he's a dog. Byron Shipman, he's a dog. You know, Max Mosey, Blake Youngblood. I mean, the list goes on and on and how many guys we have that can play and catch the football and do big things with it. So, I mean, I think just our big thing is spreading it around and uh, just giving those guys those opportunities. Devin Haskins recently gave me a list of all the dogs on defense. What does it take to be a dog at Holy Cross? I think just coming out to practice with the mindset that there's no one else better than you. I mean, and you know that we have offensively and defensively, you're probably getting the best look you're going to get until like come Saturday. So, I mean, I think just having a good mindset and coming out with the, just thinking that like, there's no one else that can stop you. And I think that's just really what makes, uh, makes you a dog. You've got a new offensive coordinator this season. Dean Kennedy earned the promotion from QB coach after Chris Smith got an NFL assistant coaching job with the New York Giants. What's that transition been like between play callers? Smooth. I mean, I don't think it's been anything crazy different. I know that Coach Smith has his way of calling the offense and Coach Kennedy has his way of calling the offense, but I think it all meshes together very well, and I don't think it's been too difficult of a transition. Um, but honestly, I, I think we're just excited to get out there and throw the ball. So, I mean, I know Coach Kennedy's definitely going to throw it around a little bit. So I, I, we're all excited, especially in the wideout room. No doubt. He's got a lot of weapons to work with. Patrick, you formed a great working relationship as holder for your place kicker, Derek Ng. Now that he's graduated, how are you working together with the next generation of Crusader kickers? That's a great question. Uh well, we got a lot of, uh, first of all, I think we'd safe to say we've been pretty spoiled having Derek for the past four years, five years of his career. I mean, he's lights out. I mean, an NFL caliber kicker. I mean, but we got a lot of, we got a lot of young guys in a lot of, it's a very talented group. A lot of kids, a lot of kids with, you know, strong legs, great talent. Um, it's just also just trying to keep their mental aspect of it invested as well. Um, I mean, the, the physical aspect of it is there. It's just, 
trying to make sure that they're confident within themselves and, you know, uh, accomplishing what we're trying to accomplish as a team and just trying to do their part in playing for everybody, you know, playing for Holy Cross. But we're trying to, you know, just trying to build everybody up, make everybody better. That's pretty much the the main focus that what I'm trying to accomplish with these kids, with these guys. Yeah, for sure. It, it's It's got to be hard to find a more beloved special teams coach than Drew Kanan. Plus, you've got a head coach in Bob Chesney, who I think takes a more active role in the kicking game than any head coach I've ever seen. How does that combined expertise really set the identity for your special teams? Well, I mean, Coach Kanan closes every single special teams meeting with, uh, you know, heartbeat on three, and then everybody says heartbeat. And that's true. I'd say, you know, the – the attitude and the heart, the true heartbeat of the football team is is special teams. You know, you can have we have a great offense, we have a great defense. It's you know, special teams plays a, a strong role in a team's success, just as much as any other team. You know, you can you can put up points, but if you know if you're not kicking, you know, you're not kicking the football down the field in the way that you want it, and giving the team with good field position, you know, giving the other team a good field position, then puts the defense in a tough spot. So. But, you know, every once in a while, I'll get a text from Chesney, just like a, a Twitter link of kicking technique. And, you know, we'll get a text from him trying to meet and we'll go over film and especially talking about game plan with Kanan. Like, I think it it's it flows really well having all three of us and or the specialist group and Coach Chesney and Coach Kanan all on the same page and just really trying to strive and push everybody to get better. For the brand on the kicking side, always got to see what other guys are doing. Jalen, I was told last season by your coaches, you were clocked at 22 miles per hour. That might be speeding in, in some neighborhoods. Uh, any chance you added a little more speed this season? Absolutely. How? I don't know, actually. I just got faster. I can just feel it in me. Um, <laughs> you know, nothing, nothing in particular. I just feel like, you know, I think it comes with also confidence being out there, like knowing exactly what I'm doing all the time, knowing where routes hit. Like I just have the ability to do things at a higher, higher rate of speed and still get the same type of uh, result. So I think that also comes with it. So a little bit faster, but in terms of your ability to play the receiver position, how would you say you've grown the most over your time in Worcester? I mean, I would say it goes all the way back to freshman year with my old receivers coach, coach Gilchrist just showing me the ropes. I mean, I've never really had a receiver coach until coming to college. So just learning the position, just learning what it means to be in that position, um, route running pretty, I've, I've pretty much grown, grown in all uh, aspects of the, of the game so far. I mean, I know that there's so much more room for improvement, but uh, with the help of coach guns, he's just refining my abilities. And it's really just a matter of time before I take this next step as a true dominant receiver. Well, we can't wait to see what the ceiling looks like this season on offense. Uh, Patrick, I want to give you the last word here. What are you looking forward to most when you step back out on the field with your team at Fit and Field coming up September 2nd? Oh, what am I looking forward to most? I mean, there's a lot to think about, especially, you know, personally, just having it be my last season here at Holy Cross and, last four five six months with these guys has been great it's just trying to i don't know just trying to soak it all in create all the memory you know remember all the memories and just enjoy my time but also i'm just looking forward to having more success than we did last season and just kind of building off of what we had like that's 
it'll be it's an exciting season. We got a lot of weapons. We got a lot of uh, a lot to look forward to. So that's probably my answer there for you. So much to look forward to. We can't wait to see the drive for five Patriot League titles this fall. Patrick Hogney, Jalen Coker, thanks so much for joining us. And my thanks again to Jacob Dobbs and Bob Chesney as well for being here on Seder Stories. For all of you tuning in, we say thank you and please spread the word. Tell your friends about Seder Stories. They can subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you love hearing these stories from Crusaders, please leave us a five-star rating and review. Thanks again for tuning in to Seder Stories. We'll see you September 2nd at Fit and Field. I'm Kevin Gale. Go Cross Go.